Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Today's show we're going to be looking ahead to the Talchin Cup final. We'll hear from Cavan manager Mickey Graham and Westmead player Ronan O'Toole. And then I'll be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, who's um, looking forward to the weekend, like everybody else in Cavan. You were saying to me off air that the... The bunting and everything hasn't quite hit Virginia. It's it's definitely come up around Calvin Town now. There's there's a there's quite a few Calvin flags out and about. Well, I think if some lad blew his nose with a blue hanky at the minute, you'd be you you are going to be saying that it's it's uh, <laughs> the biggest it's deliberate outpouring of flags you've ever seen in your life. I haven't, but to be honest, I haven't been any further down than Virginia. But uh, no, I haven't seen it yet now. But uh, I know there I know there is a good crowd going to it. Anyhow, talking to people. I know you were propagandizing that there was 30,000 going from Gavin to Westmead. We talked about that yesterday. I don't think there's going to be that, but... Uh... <laughs> the funny thing is, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a test to, um, to put out a rumour and see if it comes back to you. I was in in Kingspan Brefney yesterday and, and somebody in there said to me, oh, there's 30,000 um, going to the, to the Gavin Westmead game. And I thought to myself... Okay, is that coming from me back to me, <laughs> or is or is that actually real? Um, but it's it it, it it could end up being close to thirty thousand. But the funny thing is, will thirty thousand scattered across? Like I'm talking to people who have tickets in every single section of of Crow Park from premium to a group of Kildallan boys going to a corporate box, which they're they're very, very excited about. Um, the, you have obviously Upper Cusick, Upper Davin, Lower Cusick, Lower Davin, Hogan, Upper and Lower. So when you scatter 30,000 across there, and I actually spoke to a few that are going to the hill, I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting an experience on the hill. Now, I've been on the hill when the hill doesn't have the dubs in it. And sometimes it can be a very, very lonely place. It doesn't sound like nearly as much fun as when the dubs are, are, are in full voice on it. But you never know. Maybe the Calvin crowd will take over the hill. Maybe, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's going to be thirty thousand from Calvin and Westmead, uh, personally. But there should there should be a good crowd. I think there will be a good crowd. It's going to be hard to know uh, just how many there is there. But I, I actually think that the. the Derry and Armagh game should be of interest, particularly the cabin people, um, with the Ulster connection there, and that's going to attract a few people. I'm looking forward to staying on for that Derry one. Derry and Galway definitely. game, you mean? Or Derry and Galway, sorry, yeah. I'm looking forward to staying on for that one because I think that's that's the makings of a cracker. It's the makings of a great weekend, actually, because you've got the two big championship games and and the, the Talchon game. Like, I think that... that whoa, uh, whoa, be careful how you're phrasing this now. The three big championship games. Uh, 
well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think you can you can say it's a, it's a you have to distinct distinguish between an All Ireland Senior Championship semi final and a Tier Two uh, game. I think you just have to. Is the intermediate final in Cavan not a big championship game? It is, but you don't call them both the senior championship. Oh no, but you don't. You're not calling this a champ. Uh, you're not calling the Talchin Cup the senior championship, but it's still a big championship game. Well, it doesn't have championship in the title of it, so it's technically speaking, it's not a championship. And neither uh, does the All Ireland, does it? The All Ireland Senior Football Championship is the title of the competition. Uh, so okay, you have me. You have me. I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, in fairness, um, it is a big weekend. And I was listening to, to Colin Parkinson on the Smaller Fish podcast, and uh, it was out and out propaganda on, on his end. Like, at least you disguise it a bit, but he he purposefully calls it the All Ireland Series 2. Uh, he, won't, he won't even call it the Talsha <laughs> Cup. And uh, I was, I was, I had never listened to the, to the Smaller Fish before, but of course, uh, I wasn't surprised when. His co-presenter was a massive Tatcha Cup fan as well. Like I think it's good to have a little bit of of uh, debate about the, the Tatcha Cup. Like I think the the level of debate about the Tatcha Cup is is now such that nobody is even disagreeing that it's not an overwhelming, absolutely massive success and the greatest thing that ever happened. It's just like, can we just tweak it a little bit to make this even better? Which I I don't know if we. I think it's early to say that yet, but I. I am looking forward to it. To answer your question, yes, I am looking forward to it. I was, I was saying it's um, uh, like I drove from Cavan out as far as the Lavi Inn today, and there is easily. I'm going to go conservative and say there's twenty signs up. Best of luck, Cavan. Best of luck, Cavan. Uh, but it could be thirty, you know, and that's only as far as the Lavi in. So, I think I think there's a bit of buzz about it. I think there's a bit of excitement. Now, the funny thing is, I've come across a few su- supporters who may have been on your side of the fence at the start of the competition and didn't go to the games, and are now saying, "Oh, geez, well, I don't want to jinx them by going to this one," which to me is just codswallop. I, I, I yeah. my reply to them all is. How important do you think you are? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You're not that important. You just go to the game and support the lads. Then, then get more from that, win or lose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have heard a lot of people uh, while they're talking about the Talchon Cup uh, saying it's so great for the children. And every time I hear it, I think to myself, well, you know, that's because they, that's because they don't know. What what the, the team are playing for? They just take on. I think I think a, a pitch opening would be just as good for the children, because uh, they get to run on and get the jersey signed by their heroes and and so on. But uh, I I am looking forward to it, and I think that that the fact that it's Cavan and Westmead who I think are definitely the two best teams in it, that that is going to help a lot. Like if it was Westmead and some really weak team. Uh, or Cavan and some really weak team, I think that would have taken away from it a lot. A lot. But I think, you know, you were using the handball analogy yesterday for kill, shot, kill shots. I always use an ha- analogy in handball. It's, it's not so much the title, it's it's who you beat. Because we give out a lot of titles in handball, but some of them are very cheap. But it's more so who you beat. So I think that it does lend it a bit of validity because I think Westmead are, are a pretty good team. Um, they they fecked up in the league. They had two bad results. They, they lost to to Longford, and mm. that game had been that game had been uh, called off because of bad weather. And 
I think it disrupted Westmead's preparations for that more than it did Longford. They rested a few lads. I think they probably might have had a heavy block of training around that time and they didn't want to change things. That's just what, what I've detected from talking to people. And uh, they were beaten that day and then they drew it for Mana, which they were disappointed with. But like, they blew Longford out of the water when they met in the championship uh, after that. And so I think they were unlucky now to probably go up to Division 2 and they are one of the best teams in Leinster. There's no doubt about that. Now, they've been beaten narrowly by Kildare the last couple of years. Uh, like there's, there's still a gap there to Dublin, but they're, they're, they're a common team and they've a good manager. So I think that does help it a lot because we think we are a common team at Kavanaugh. We have a good manager. So, you know, you have two teams that are that are putting their best foot forward here. So I think that's going to help a lot. Like we always say at the club championship, I mean, the game sells the game. And mm. I think that's the case here as well. I think you always say, do you always say that? I, don't, I definitely don't say that, but I like it. I, no, I well, I'm using the Royal Way. Yeah. No, the, I, Royal, the Royal Way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like it though. The game does sell the game. And you know what's, what, what has sold the game as well, this Talchon Cup final, is the fact that Sligo really put it up to Cavan and then Westmead were the convincing winners in the semi final. So Cavan holding the favourites, tagged the whole way through. It was thrown on his head a little bit and it, and it brought the, 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 the balance back to the competition a little bit more. So I think it's all kind of led nicely into Saturday. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so. Like if Cavan had absolutely steamrolled their way through it uh, and Westmead struggled to get there, then you know, you, you, you'd, be, you'd be looking at a damn squib. Definitely there wouldn't be the same bit of buzz about it. I think it has been well promoted. Like I, I saw someone on Twitter saying, uh, some journalist on Twitter was giving out about the the promotion. Um, I think it was Morris Brosnan from the 42, and he was giving out about the promotion of the semi-finals in general. Um, and the big the big weekend of action we have this again. But I don't know, maybe it's where I consume my media, but like reading on the likes of the Independent and Irish Times and Examiner websites, like I subscribe to all of those and there's been lots of coverage there and various podcasts and all. So I, I personally think there's been quite a bit of coverage and, um, about it and I definitely think the Talchon Cup has got it's a fair crack of the whip more than fair crack of the whip and I think everyone involved in it agrees with that as well which is only right and proper in the first year of it Yeah no I completely agree well let's hear from the um, from Westmead's Ronan O'Toole I caught up with him at the preview in Crow Park last week Ronan looking forward to uh, Saturday's final I suppose it's exactly where you wanted to be once the Talchon Cup was your pat yeah I suppose like after after we got knocked out against Kildare um, we kind of we took the Tuesday off um, training we kind of reset and, and, and regrouped and we came in on Thursday and we, we, we said before training we're, we're going to give this a real good rattle we'll take each game as it comes and uh, yeah, like we're, we wanted four games in the Taunton Cup, and, and we're we're going to get them, and hopefully four wins. Has there ever been in in your county career a situation where you're in the last six teams that are playing in the country? No, no, not in my not in mine. I know a few of the lads would have played in, in Leinster finals, um, as such in big games with big crowds, but uh, no, not in my time. So it's a huge carrot at the end of the stick for us to be playing. Uh, for silverware, like you know, um, a realistic chance of winning, and um, so it's great. It's it, 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 there was a lot of detractors from the Talchon Cup at the very, very start of it. It seems to have the, the, the noise has turned positive. What's been your experience having gone through it? I think it's been a, it's, it's been a huge positive, it's been a huge success. Um, it's pr- been promoted and, and marketed really well. And then from a player's aspect, it, you know, we're getting more games at the business end of the season. I think 
each team probably that was in it would have said they had a realistic chance of winning it and something to strive for um, and for players playing in big games in Crow Park uh, in front of big crowds um, it's developing us as a squad you know we're, we're going to have our sixth championship game this year so uh, no it's been brilliant and then for young fans uh, and supporters getting to travel up for Crow Park and support their county you know there's a, there's a huge uh, sense of excitement around the place so no it's brilliant yeah, looking at the in Westmead itself, is is there a buzz? Are the flags out? Yeah, I think the bunting the bunting's getting put up now. I think there's a flag coming up in the house uh, <laughs> this week. So yeah, hopefully we can get a, a good crowd at the game and uh, we can get. Do you know what? I think there's a huge sense of kind of like excitement and buzz even around the camp or if it's uh, a randomer uh, stopping you on the street wishing your best of luck or, or asking you if, is anyone fit you know <laughs> trying to get a bit of inside goss uh, but no you can really sense it and even even amongst the players you know there's a there's a buzz around you know which is great yeah looking at the uh, the semi-final a fabulous performance by yourselves in the semi-final was that was that pitch perfect I think we've progressively gotten better as the competition has gone on. Um, do you know, the last time in, in Crow Park, we probably felt we didn't do ourselves justice against Kildare. Um, and then against Leash and, and Carlo, we, we didn't. There were tough games, we really had to grit it out, but we, we felt there was more in the tank and, and we probably had our best performance of the year um, against Offaly and, and we'll probably have to top that again if we want to challenge Calvin, do you know? You mentioned you played Kildare already here in the league and, and I suppose for a lot of the counties who are outside of Leinster, Crow Park was the big, big carrot. Is that still a huge carrot for Westmead? You get to play here more often maybe than... Yeah, I was saying that this is going to be our third game this year here um, but I don't think anyone will ever say they're, they're sick of playing in Crow Park. You know, this is the place you want to be playing and hopefully uh, with a big crowd, you know, there's all our semi-final after it so uh, yeah hopefully a, a big crowd for it and yeah to answer your question no I'll never be sick of playing in Crow Park <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something I can imagine is, is, is top notch tell me this what do you, what do you think of Cavan what do you know of Cavan did you get to watch much of them I think everyone knows kind of what they're capable of do you know recently winning Ulster um, the strength and depth they have in their squads uh, the marquee players they have um, I think I think they're I think they're very dangerous you know in attack um, they have a great keeper in, in Galligan um, I think for us ourselves we know um, we have to get our matchups right and our game plan right and, and we have to be at, at tip top shape to be to be challenged them or if we, if we want to beat them both sides played really open, expansive attacking football in, in the semi-finals. Do you expect a, a change there maybe to from either side? That could be kind of the Crow Park element at the start. Um, I don't know, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'd, if I could call the game, <laughs> I wish I could, but uh, I think it will take a world of its own and hopefully we come out the, the right side of it. How important would it be to see a Westmead man walking up those steps of the, of the Hogan stand? I'll be brilliant, you know. I was just talking. The last kind of memory as a as a fan, or one of the biggest memories I have as a fan, is watching uh, watching the 2004 final here as a, as a as a young child uh, and watching David O'Shaughnessy lift lift the Laney Cup um, in 04, and that was something, you know, me as a, as a young lad looked at and said that that I'd love to do one day. So yeah, um, it would be it would be brilliant. You know, it was it's a huge card at the end of the stick to be lifting silverware 
um, yeah, up in Crow Park. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's every intercounty player's ambition. Mm-hmm. Have you a full clean bill of health? I, th- I think so. Yeah, you'd have to ask our physios and that, but I, th- I think everyone's okay. No one on crutches, anyways. I've saw what I've seen, but yeah, we're we're ready to go. Very good. Best look. Thanks, Ronald. Yeah, he's um. Do you know what? Firstly, he's 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 a real nice fella, which makes it hard to to hate him. But I'm sure Paul Faulkner and Co. will will get at him. Um, he he's a, he is a good good footballer. I was just looking up. He's scored heavily throughout the league. You you were bringing up the stats on him. You know, averaging in with two points a game. Um, and looking at their league campaign, I was just doing up the the numbers there. They, they averaged a goal in 12 throughout the league, even though the league didn't go perfectly for them. But in the Talchin Cup now, they're averaging one and a half goals and 18 or north of 18 points a game. So they're, they're scoring. They are scoring really, really well. Now, have they come up against a defence like Cav? And I, I, don't, I don't know that they have, but then Cavan's defence isn't what it used to be. Yeah, well, is it, is it that it isn't what it used to be or is it that... Uh, they're just on a sticky run of run of poor form, or not even poor form. Like I think that that's harsh. I think it's just a tactical thing with Cavan. Now, Cavan should have leaked a lot more scores in, in this competition. Like when you see uh, Darren could have easily, very easily scored like three seventeen in that game. Like they had thirteen mm-hmm. wides, eight or nine in the first half. They missed a penalty twice. Yeah, uh, didn't even get a point out of it. Like um, I thought. Uh, Sligo as well missing off a lot of scores so I definitely think Cavan need to tighten up a lot at the back definitely I think at the other end of the field Cavan are, are motoring along nicely I know we were talking yesterday that we haven't been scoring enough goals and so on um, but I, I do think that Cavan will give Westmead more than their fill of it from number 8 up but it, I do think we need to tighten up a lot and this is by far the best forward line that we've come up I'm against I going to ask you that it is isn't it like there's no, there's no question yeah it. And it, like it's arguably like is it any worse than the than the Donegal forward line? I know that's a that's a maybe or maybe that's overrated in Westmead a bit, but on an individual level, um like the Donegal forward line, no, that no, that is overrated a bit, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. of proven players in that forward line. But I do like the Donegal forward line isn't definitely isn't what it was. Like you're saying the calf in the fence, mm. uh like McBrearty's totally lost his form there. Jamie Brennan even though he played well against Cavan, oh, he's very, very hot and cold. Miss. Yeah, very hit and miss. And, you know, the likes of Michael Murphy, Langan, those lads there, um, Thompson in particular, very hit and miss. Or not, Murphy's not hit and miss, he's just, I think, fading as a force. But I, I, I do think, so let's say we take out Donegal, fair enough, but it's the best forward line we, we've faced this year in any other game. Yeah, that's, completely that's definitely without completely a doubt. Agree. Well, come here. As we mentioned yesterday on the Diehards podcast, um, where we we looked ahead to the game and spoke with um, Jerry Smith or heard from Jerry Smith, uh, the preview or the pre-final interview were conducted on a remote group um, interview basis, which it's not really ideal, but. We've done a little bit of editing and to bring you the thoughts of the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham. But first of all, Mickey was asked um, where about the impact of Ryan McMenamum in the dressing room and whether this is the strongest Cavan squad he's managed. 
Yeah, look, at he's he's been a great addition to to the backroom team. He brings a lot of experience with him as a player. You know, a lot of those lads would have grown up seeing him playing with Tyrone and winning All Irelands. But also, you know, he's he was involved with Rory Gallagher there for two years and for Manor before taking over as manager. So it was great to be able to call in his experience, you know, um, from a player's point of view, but also a manager's point of view. And he's a great uh, character to have around the squad as well. And the lads really have taken to him. Yeah, I think it's it is probably the strongest squad um um I've had since I started. Um definitely, you know, a lot of younger players have come in. Um, you know, a lot of lads that maybe were only breaking through there the last two or three years have started to establish themselves now, the likes of Thomas Galligan and James Smith, for instance. So yeah, look at definitely and we have a couple of more players returning too. Obviously, Oshin Pierce and Connor Madden are back training as well. So that has added to the strength in the squad too, and it's it's you know, create a great um, competition for places. So it probably is probably the strongest squad um, I've been involved with since I've taken over. Mickey, what, uh, what would you say, apart from winning the games, obviously, what has pleased you the most about this Tajan Cup run so far? Um, I just suppose the way that the lads have, um, you know, committed to it and, you know, the attitude that they brought towards the competition. And um, it would have been very easy, you know, the down tools after the Donegal game which probably in the past for Cav and after an Ulster Championship defeat probably didn't approach the qualifiers, you know, with the with the attitude of where we can and see where we can end up. Whereas after this year, you know, when when we got beaten by Donegal, the lads felt that, you know, a lot of work had gone into the season and it'd be an awful shame if we didn't try and just see could we, you know, finish it out and go for as far as far as possible in the competition. And I just think the way they have approached it, it has been a breath of fresh air and it's given, um, you know, even the county and supporters something to look forward to and to still be playing football coming to this time of year is great. I suppose it's unusual in your in your term that you never had a proper crack at the qualifiers because the first year coming off like a forced us to final appearance and then had to play Tyrone was always going to be difficult. And then there was no qualifiers the next two years. So, like, it was probably unknown territory for you as well, how the lads would respond to this. Yeah, definitely it was. As a player, I know that it was always tough maybe to lift yourself after getting beaten in the Ulster Championship. As you said, you know, the first year in, Cavan had reached the first Ulster final in 18 years. There was a lot of hype about it and, you know, it was a, it was a you know, demoralising to lose that 2019 final. So definitely um, it was a learning curve for everybody, management and players. And I think, um, you know, we learned from that and the way we approach this competition, I'd like to think that's the way, you know, moving forward in the years to come. And just the last one, I was asking Jerry there as well. When you when you see the teams that were in the last eight or even in the last four, um, is there a wee bit of regret there with you that that Cavan didn't get a, a crack at, at them again after the Donegal game? And look, there's no regret. We find ourselves where we 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 did. You know, last year was a disappointing year, but it was one of those years that. You know, obviously with the reduced league format with only three games, basically four games, and we'd an awful lot of injuries to key players. And it was just one of those things that it didn't happen for us. And, you know, we just have to take it on the on the chin and, and move on. There's no point in dwelling over it. We found ourselves, you know, where we did in Division 4. It was about trying to get out of there and start rebuilding and getting a bit of consistency Um going and as I said that's what we done we achieved that and then it was about building on top of that after that Paul so yeah look at obviously you when you're looking at the All-Ireland quarterfinals and you know you'd be liking to think that on any given day 
with a full strength squad that you could be competitive. But look, at, we've embraced the Italian Cup and they'll still be playing football, you know, coming into July. And as Paul, as um, Colm said there earlier on, you know, you know, going into the last game of your season, knowing that this is it, no matter what, that it's over. And that, you know, when you train next Thursday night, that it's the final training session of the year. Some lads will never be back together collectively as a group, but will never be in the same change room again as a group. And knowing that, you know, this game is, is, is the end of the season and there's something to play for it. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, whoever whoever asked him that question about the the Calvin's whether it's the strongest squad he's managed um, must have been listening to poor Park Faulkner squirming last week <laughs> when I asked him was it, was this the best team he's played with or was this better than twenty twenty? But um, yeah, yeah, Mickey, Mickey's fairly clear, I think. Yeah, he's, he was quite emphatic on it. Now the Ray McMenamin question probably wasn't the greatest question in the world because uh, you nearly know the answer in advance. Like he, he, yeah. there's only going to be one answer there, and. Look, I'm sure he is very good, but whether he was very good or very bad, Mickey is obviously going to say he's very good. But the, I thought that was a good question, and the same as you put it to Park last week. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a hard one to answer from a detached point of view here, from our point of view, Damien. Like, we know the players, I suppose, and I feel it is stronger. Um, but at the other side of it, some players have lost form as well in that time. Like I think 12 of the 2020 was the final starting team started against Sligo. Uh, and the players who came in was Conor Brady, who started in 2019 was the final and was injured for the 2020 was the final, but did come on against Dublin. So he'd have been in line to start. Um, so he's not a new player. Uh, Stephen Smith, who was on the bench that day, started against Sligo and Paddy Lynch. So really and truly, we haven't unearthed anyone to break into the starting team since since 2020 which is Bar Paddy Lynch bar, yeah sorry Bar Paddy yeah which is which is I think very interesting like like there's a lot to be said for for player retention but you know that's that's the opposite to high turnover at this stage that's almost veering towards like a lack of freshness but, but you have the other side of it that is is James Smith better now than he was in 2020? Is Jerry Smith better now than he was in 2020? Is Grod McKiernan playing better now than he was in 2020? You have a lot of players who I think are are cruising at a higher uh, altitude than than they were even in 2020. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that that's a good point. I definitely think Connor, even though Conor Brady is injured now, I think he's really grown grown since he's come back from that injury. He's Growing oh, to a, yeah. a really good player, like he had an excellent club championship last year. So that, and, yeah. And again, just on that, uh, very quickly, a lot of that has to go to the management because they're positioning. Like we've seen Connor Brady play everywhere from almost a full back to midfield, um, but I think the wing back position suits him really well. I think he's. We've seen in the club championship how good of a footballer he is, and now we're starting to see that as well as the ability to 
to dominate. Like I thought his performance um, against uh, Langan, like he, he, I thought he dominated Langan in, in in a defeat for Cavan, but he he shows that he can do both ends of it. You know, I I think that and Jerry Smith we've mentioned already on the podcast about how positioning him at wing forward was is key to how well he's playing. So um Garod McKiernan, more of a center forward than a midfielder, but drifting between two positions. Again, it's just that comfortable or the 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 comfort that they have by knowing the position that they're best in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I think it's something that we're not going to be able to tell until Calvin come up against better opposition. And uh, Westmead now are, are the best team we'll have faced this year, bar Donegal. So um, this is going to give, give an indication. I was talking to someone who made the point to me that he, that he felt Cavan are slightly past their best, that this Cavan team peaked uh, in 2020 and it's slightly past their best. And I didn't, want to, I didn't want to believe that. And when I thought about it and when I listened to his argument, I, I was finding it hard to make a compelling argument against it. I, I, I did make an argument against it. That's all right. Yeah, no, no, don't worry. Yeah, (laughs) I did make an argument against it, but a lot of my argument was based on sort of supposition and guesswork and presumption and saying, yeah, we're presuming this, that and the other. But but when we have come up against the better teams since since 2020, so since the 2020 was the final, we have a desperate record against the better teams. And and with the benefit of hindsight, we were beaten by a Donegal team that I don't think was as good as the Donegal team in 2020. No, and, and not only that, but we came out of that with everyone saying how well Cavan played. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, judging that there, light... There's like, an argument to be had there, anyway. There is, there is. Like, we're, we're sort of presuming that Cavan are improved so much, um, but that's that's why I feel that the Talchin was not not preferable for Cavan. I know not to go back to this point for the last time, but it did it did sort of hit the pause button on the on getting more games to show you was the team on the right trajectory. Because I think if we could beat Westmead, that's going to show that's going to show that we're at a certain level because they're the best team we've played all year, bar Donegal. Um, I don't. There's definitely no doubt about that. Yeah, but yeah. if we were to lose the Westmead, Damien, where, where are you then? Well, you, I think you're sub sub um, twenty twenty levels. Yeah. If you're to lose Westmead, I think yeah. I think I, I think that that puts an end to the argument mm. because you, you you can't say you haven't got the championship silverware now. You know, if you win the Talchin Cup, if you beat Westmead, you can you can have that discussion, but. I don't think that there's a discussion to be had if you do go out and lose to Westmead in, in the Talchin Cup final. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be one we we can we can visit next week after one way or another. Um, but look at Mickey was then asked, um, could the Talchin Cup be improved and could the winners get back into the Sam Maguire in the same year? Um, look, I suppose the, the the idea of maybe streamlining it is a good idea. That you know the winners of it went into the the the, the current um, year's qualifiers or maybe last sixteen would be an idea. But look, at I think like any new competition, there'll always be teething problems and there'll always be learnings from it. And um, I think even you know when the draws were made, there was a northern section and a southern section, and then it was knockout. So you know, I think that. The GEA will take learnings from it. And I think the competition will probably grow as the years go on. And, you know, teams will probably look at it and say, you know, 
when they see teams, whatever team wins the Talchon Cup over the next couple of years, they'll probably look at those teams and say, look at where they have got to now. It was a springboard for them to progress and compete with the bigger teams. So, yeah, look, as I said, only time will tell. But you'd like to think that, um, you know, that they'll, they'll take a few learnings from this year and make it even better next year. Do you think the uh, the streamlining of it, the the re- the, 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 the carrot of a, of a price back in the in the championship, is that what it's going to take to, to, to sustain this competition long term to ensure that it has a because I mean look, Tommy Murphy Cup and all the LMB championships, we we've been through all versions of this and they haven't succeeded. Will it need will it need something like that to guarantee its future? It might, yeah, it might. But then, you know, the question you have to ask yourself is at times, you know, when you look at the top teams in the country, is there a gulf between the top seven or eight teams and the next 20 teams? And there probably is a gap there. And let's be realistic about it. A lot of teams would, would be up and honest and say that that is the, that is the honest opinion there. So look, at if this competition is, 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 you know, promoted in the right way and it helped develop players and get, players used to maybe being competitive at this level, then it might give them the confidence to stick at it and push on and be competitive maybe at a higher level. And final one for me, is there a certain, you know, thrill in this in the sense that you, I know it's a shorter season, but the sense that Kevin are all training for a championship match deep in the summer when there's, there's only, there's only 16 senior teams out, out, out training right now. Is that, is there a bit of, of a thrill in that for there knowing that you're... Yeah, there definitely is. You know, this is the time of year you, you train for. You know, when you start your pre-season at the beginning of the year, it's always geared towards championship, sunny evenings, um, hot days, big crowds, out in your t-shirt, whereas in the depths of winter, you're wrapped up with a hoodie and a Benny and whatever else you can get on you. But to be training out in the long evenings now in the good weather, you can even see the difference in lads' attitudes coming to training. You know, they're, they, you know, they're full of energy because, um, as I said, it's... The long evenings are in, and that's why lads commit so much to, to inter-county football is to be still playing at this time of year. There's been great buy-in from the supporters, and I think more so from from the younger the younger generation and the younger kids. You know, for them, they have the opportunity to go and support Cavan in Crow Park for for three occasions in the one year is probably unheard of, and. You know, I think it was a bit of a party atmosphere against Sligo there, the amount of kids. And even I was around the schools the week off that game and the kids were all talking about just going to Crow Park more so than talking about the game. So I think it's really um, engaged the younger people of Cavan. And also when you engage the younger people, the parents will follow. So um, I think a lot of people are looking forward to it. Um, there was a big crowd there for the semi-final, so I'd expect um, a big crowd there for the final and Cavan to come out. The one thing about Cavan is if, if you can string a few wins together and to see that the lads are given at the best shot, you know, they will get in behind them. And, you know, there seems to be a real good um, feel factor around Cavan at the moment. Yeah, over in the diehard service, I kind of gave my reasons why I don't like the idea of the Sam Maguire um, or the winners of the Talchon Cup entering the Sam Maguire in the same year. Um, in summary, what you end up with is the the teams that are competing in the Talchon Cup would then be squeezed and finished earlier, while the teams in Sam Maguire that make the quarterfinals or or, or preliminary quarterfinals will train longer every year than the weaker counties in the Talchon Cup. So I, I, I don't like the idea of it. And then I just like the idea that if you win the Talchon Cup, you finish the year on a high. You don't go into another competition, then get beaten, and you don't have the opportunity to 
to finish a season on a high. And I like those two things. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the other thing, this was discussed on, on the Smaller Fish podcast as well. And of course, I had forgotten this, but next year is going to be a group system. So for the for the the Italian winner to go in at the round of sixteen stage, uh, they're basically going to have to go in at the start in San Maguire, which means the Talchin the Talchin be run off in a very short space of time. So it's not a runner. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, um, then look at with Calvin having been favourites for almost every match this year, and Mickey was asked about that too. Yeah, look at um I suppose I think Jerry Jerry said it earlier on, you know, we probably went into favourites in all our games in division four this year and we just had to deal with it. But um, you know, we've come to get used to that now. But, you know, looking at Westmead, we were very familiar with each other. We both played each other an awful lot down through the years in the National League, but also we would play each other in pre-season and mid-season and challenge games. So both teams are very familiar with each other and um you know, I wouldn't say that we be favourites going into it. I'd say it's more that it's a it's a it's a final, and you know, it's all about who performs on the day when it comes to finals. And if you know, favourites or not being favourites, it doesn't really matter. It's the team that really prepared the best for it and go out and put in the performance when it matters. And just suppose you have to give credit to the boys how they performed in those games. You know, um, they were they were very good in the early stages of it against Sligo. You know, there were certain aspects that we would felt that. We need to, to get better at and, you know, we, we'll, we'll try and address them moving forward. But, yeah, look at um, Westmead, you know, as I said, w- will be a different different challenge to us. I'd be very familiar with a lot of their players. Uh, so with the lads and they know the quality and, and, and the dangers that they possess. So, you know, we just have to make sure that we put in a performance and see where, where that brings us. This weekend will 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 tell a story. I think that you know a lot of teams that you know and players that maybe sitting at home watching Cavan and Westmead this weekend from other counties will probably look at it and say, Jesus, you know that could be us. Look at the crowd. Look at the atmosphere that's at the game. There's seventy odd thousand at it. What what an occasion it is. And you know they might look and say, you know we have realistically we could be there if we you know bought into this. And I think that you know this weekend will go a long way to maybe selling this moving forward. I kind of questioned this one a little bit myself. Um, you know, we, we were favourites in every single division two, four game and, and yeah, the lads got the results. But did the performances in division four show that we handled the favourites tag well? They, they didn't really like, did they? Like, oh. you know, at, during, during the league, like, there's no doubt about it, there was a lot of doom and gloom around. And yeah. everyone you met, that you were talking football to was kind of saying, Jesus, you know, what's going on? Like, um, why, why are they coaching them in there? You know, <laughs> why, why aren't they hammering everybody? Yeah, yeah. And I, a lot of that was unrealistic as well. But like, there were some some performances where Cavan would get four or five or six points up and then just sort of sit back and left things uneasy at the end. So, yeah, I suppose if it all comes down to the final scoreline, if, if you're favourite and you win, well then you did your job I suppose and that's all that's really going to be remembered I don't think in, in 10 years time anyone's going to look back and go well, yeah well Cavan only only beat London by a point in Ryslip at the end of the day they won the game they got out of Division 4 and that was all that mattered um, but it, it mightn't be it mightn't be a bad thing from one point of view that Cavan have got used to being favourites in games and, and sort of living up to that which they have done so far like bar the Tipperary home game which was a sort of a it was a total eye off the ball after you know they were 
practically promoted at that stage. And that just took, they just took their eye off the ball that day and played poorly that day. They played very poorly in the second half that day. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that, I actually think that the betting should be closer this weekend than it is. Like, we're kind of 13 day eight on. Um, I wouldn't be backing that, to be honest. I think I think we're a little bit we're a little bit short. Um, like maybe like ten to eleven might be more like it, but I think it's going to be a very, it should be a very close game this again. But yeah, I think Kevin are getting used to the tag of favourites. Yeah, I, 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 the reverse to my argument is probably that well, they went into Division Four not really able to handle favourites and it took them a while to get used to being favourites and by the time the championship came around and the league final you know they they were used to winning as favourites and therefore they beat Antrim and they've beaten every team that they've been expected to beat by the bookies since the since the the Tipperary game so Mm. um, I suppose technically they are handling the the tag god favourites better as a result of that division four but see um, you have to remember that in in big games like let's say in championship games Cavan went a long time where Cavan were rarely favourites against anyone yeah yeah that's that's the reality of it like even when we had a really good team and that team that came together under Martin McHugh and won Ulster in 97 we weren't favourites for very many games in that era because it was an insanely competitive Ulster Championship. There was no back door. So Cavan were rarely favourites. And, mm. and, and then we did have a poor team after that. And, and naturally enough, you weren't going to be favourites. And you, did, you still had our man, Tyrone, and teams like that making all our finals coming out of Ulster. Uh, Monaghan were coming with a good team. You know, Cavan just weren't... Cavan haven't been favourites a lot um, in the last few mm. decades in, in football, which is probably feeds into it as well. I, I remember um, just for, for this piece we're doing, Celta bringing out a 64-page supplement about 1997 now on the 20th of July. But So I'm up to my eyes in 97 stuff at the minute. But uh, just talking to some of the players and they talked about how in like before McHugh took over, Cavan were seen as a, to- a soft touch and yeah. other counties in Ulster were just sort of, they just thought Cavan, nice guys like um, and no, lovely fellas, but when it came to the bit, they, they wouldn't be at the races. Like, and uh, they talked about how they had to, had to overcome that. So you can see how Cavan were seen. So you found with the favourites tag, Cavan just were never favourites back then. And, and there was actually a quote I read by, by I think it was, um, I can't think of his name now. It'll come to me. I think it might have been Tommy Ryan that played on the Donegal team in 92, but he, he was quoted in one of the Donegal papers there before Cavan played Donegal this year. And he was so dismissive. It was actually funny. He, he sort of said, he talked about those games from 89 to 92, Cavan met Donegal four years in a row, obviously. And one year was a replay. So five championship games in four years. Uh, didn't win any of them. But he made this comment that he kind of said, well, they were very, they were very unusual type of people. The, the players, like, he was like, they were very unusual characters. He said, he said it was... It was kind of as if they didn't realise they were shite. <laughs> that was he, no, he didn't. He didn't use that. He didn't use the second line. But that was what he was getting at. He was like, he was like, we'd go and play them, and they'd be just go mental, like, and seeming to think that they might beat us here. And uh, so that shows you what was taught of Cavan back then. So when we say that we're not used to the tag of favourites, it's just a thing that we just grew accustomed to think to always be going in without a chance or whatever. Kind of 
being a huge outsiders to win games. That we kind of just got used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, finally then, Mickey was asked about the importance of winning silverware as a manager and whether Cavan are a momentum team. I look, it's always nice to win um, win silverware no matter what it is, whether it's a junior championship, club championship, whatever it is, always nice. But look, at when we set our stall out at the start of this competition, we said we take it one game at a time because, as I said before, in Cavan, when we look too far ahead, that's when we end up... Uh, tripping up so we said we take it one game at a time um, and you know that's what we're going to do this Saturday we're going to go up and I want the lads to go up and express themselves enjoy the occasion and put in a performance and if it's good enough to get as a result even better. Uh, just you mentioned there Calvin you sense that they, they can be a momentum team uh, do you think you've got good momentum through through this competition? Yeah yeah I definitely would say you know um winning brings confidence and you know consistency and when when you can put a couple of wins back to back you know it does build a momentum it's a bit like then you know if you lose a game or two by a point that can knock on effect and that, you know you can see you, you know falling short in games as you go along but definitely momentum is is is, is a huge thing when it comes to inter-county football and you know if you can string a few wins together and even if you scrape a winner to get a, a win or two by a point it can still you know help uh, you know lads with their confidence and moving forward so yeah definitely the momentum has been has been a big factor in us progressing this far you mentioned at the start that you were able to convince the players or, you know, certainly they didn't need convincing that they were uh, ready to embrace this, as you said. But did you think it would be a harder sell at the outset, coming even before that if the circumstances did put you down this road, it would be a harder sell than it actually has been for your players? No, I didn't. I didn't think so, and that's being quite honest. That because of the players that you know are involved in this current setup, um, you know they're dedicated. You know they want to progress. They want to move Cavan forward. And I, I knew, you know, you know, w- with the mindset of these players that you know they were going to give it a, a good go. I didn't think it was going to be a big sell whatsoever. And um, the way the players probably know me at this stage that if players weren't going to give it a go and the truder hatted it and some of them opted out and I was going to be involved next year again, they probably know that the door wouldn't be knocked. So um, it was a way of saying, look, we're all in this together. Nobody's jumping ship here. Let's stick together and see where we can get to, you know, to put in so much effort in pre-season and over the last three years, they just go maybe and throw the towel in just because you lost to Donegal would have been an awful shame because the lads had worked so hard to get to where they got to. So to be able to progress and keep playing football and I think now the lads have seen the benefit of that. But as I said, it wasn't a big sell because I think the players knew, you know, where, you know, it's not about just this weekend or it's not about this Catalchian Cup. It's about the future of Cavan in, in the years to come and laying the right foundation and making sure that the mindset of players coming in over the next number of years, that it's not in just for Dulster Championship, it's in for the development and progress of Cavan football. That's what I was going to say. Do you see Saturday week as a big deposit for next year, especially, but even for a couple of years after that, to to build that winning mentality that when you get into a position to win a final, you go and win it, win it for the, the third successive final that you've been in, that you go and win that and keep on that run? Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, it's a bit like, you know, you look at the FA Cup over in England there and in Liverpool and Man City in the early stages of the competition, they'll throw out, you know, maybe half their reserve squad. But once they get to a FA Cup semi-final or final, you can see all the, the, the you know, the first team players returning them because, you know, 
the the um the reality is there's a cup there to be won and then to take it serious and it's no more the same, it's the same with the Europa Cup as well. You know, when the big teams get knocked out of the Champions League, the main focus is the next competition. So um, I think, you know, playing in Crow Park, winning silverware and people, players at home, maybe that are under 20 or under 20 squad, they're looking, Jesus, like, you know, there's an opportunity for us. And I think it just gives them the appetite to want to put on that Cavan jersey. Yeah, it's funny, like, Mickey, and we've brought this up on the podcast and, and you know, a serial winner, I think it was the way it was described in the question to to Mickey Graham. And he, if he wins this, it's the third bit of silverware he's won for Cavan. Um, and it's the fourth final that he's brought Cavan to. So, and obviously the, the Mullignac, success as well. He had success with Butler's Bridge and with Drummalee way back in 2005 and 2006. But there was a big gap where he had to go through a barren spell. So, um, he's probably back at it being a serial winner, I suppose, if he wins the Talchin Cup. Yeah, like he, uh, the Graham household in general, like have some amount of medals. Like Paul and Andy have an awful lot of medals as well uh, yeah. as players, and you know they could end up managers as well. But um, yeah, he has an extraordinary haul of medals as a player and a manager, and like I suppose. To be the manager of a team is a huge thing and to captain a team to a championship is a huge thing. And I think he captained the Gales to two senior championships as well. So, um, yeah, he went through... that. You're right. He went through a long spell of not winning anything. Could be a dozen yeah. years, like, of constantly managing teams and not winning anything as well. So he, maybe his success came quickly for him early in his manager, managerial career, but he, he served his time, sort of, so to speak, then later on. Um, because, you know, I, it would be tough to stick at it. Because but at that stage, he had his profile as a county footballer gets you so far. And then you need to start winning things and building your way up. And he started with junior and an intermediate and um, all of that. And then he kind of tailed off for him. But he's re- he's on a hell of a run now, in fairness. Yeah, between, between Mullen and into Cavan. It, it really has. The last five years have been, sorry, probably more now at this stage. This is his fourth year with Cavan and he had three in a row. Um or Longford senior titles with Mullen Yachta, hadn't he? Mm, so, yeah. like, and, and finishing off obviously with the Leinster with that, and then back slightly involved or helping out with them for last year's um, Longford title as well for Mullen Yachta. So, he has in the last seven years, he's a huge amount of success. He has, and I loved a bit there about, about them being a momentum team as well. It was Colin Keyes asked that question. Like, I know it's a great way of describing it because I definitely agree, would agree with that about Kevin. Cavan, I think, are a team that that well, we saw it in twenty twenty anyway. But I think Cavan are a team that when when the blood is up and when the, the the confidence is up, the supporters go crazy, and it all kind of generates like a, a sort of a snowball effect. And suddenly, football is the biggest thing in the world. And uh, like we saw it in in twenty sixteen, where Cavan lost the first two rounds of the league, and suddenly we're seven points down a half time in round three in Navan. And yeah. turn it around and end up in Crow Park, like and momentum was unbelievable, uh, and on and the, the field and off it, and the buzz and and you know when when you think back in those days, it's amazing. Like I think back in those days, and all I can remember is the sun shining uh, on, on yeah, those, on those winter. <laughs> it was like some of those games were played on the floodlights, and I'm nearly yeah. imagining the sun splitting the stones at them. But you know that's. That's Cavan. That's what. That's the way we are. But I definitely love that description of Cavan as a momentum team. Yeah, yeah. There was another piece that it, during that interview, and again to to let the listeners know, like the way the 
the preview uh, interviews were set up. So uh, all the journalists were there with with Ocean Karen and Jerry Smith and um, Mickey Graham online on a, on a Zoom type call. But one of the questions that was was kind of put to Mickey Graham that we didn't uh, the audio wasn't just that clear on, but was about you know the the panel buying in and players buying into the Talchin Cup, and I loved his answer it, it, where he, he he said in something similar in words that well they knew if they didn't buy in that they wouldn't be getting a call next year um which i thought was was really really good by him because you know other there's there's a definite trend at the moment and maybe has been for a while where managers are oh well it's a it's a player-led environment it's all the players that are leading all of this and I've no doubt that the players are leading a certain amount of the environment in the Cavan senior squad at the minute, but there's still room for a manager to turn around and say, well, I'm going to be here next year. And if you want to be here next year, you better show me this year that you're committed to it. Like that, that this is worth being part of and we're going places. And if you're, if you're on it, you're on it. And if you're not stay off it, you know, I, I, I just love that. I, that was the one thing that stood out in the, in the entire interview for me that he's uh, not only has he kind of said he's committing to another year, but any player who didn't commit to the Talisman Cup wasn't going to be let commit to another year. Yeah, it was great. I that really stood out for me as well. That was very striking, really. Like it was quite very assertive. And it reminds me of when Terry Highland took over as Cavan manager after after Val stepped away or whatever way that finished up in 2012, like um yeah. after after the league and before the championship. And he got a four-year term at the time. And I remember him saying in an interview that that was important because he had to be in a position of strength. Because we had a situation back there where players were could take it or leave it. And you know, it was players were sort of threatening I'm going to go traveling type of thing and yeah it's a situation where people in the county board were saying we need to give this fellow money so he doesn't go traveling and pay for a holiday for him and you know it was important for him to go no I'm the boss I'm going to be here next year and if you want to play you you, you need to realize that uh, you're towing the line and you're not doing anyone a favor by playing so I I, I really liked that but not that that situation with the current cabin team because they are a very committed bunch you can see that with the way they were they all come back every year but um, yeah. I, I think there has to be one boss. Yeah, there definitely has to be, and, and part <laughs> of that be that the players are 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 looking at it and saying, "Well, you know, I know where I stand. If if I want to play for Cavan in the next few years, Mickey Graham's going nowhere, and I I'm going to have to get him to like me, get him to pick me, and if I go away for a year or whatever, I might can get back in, or if I go away for a holiday in the middle of the Talchon Cup or whatever that is." I'm not going to get back in. I I just I like that. I I like the fact too that he publicly stated it that it wasn't. Well, this is just something in the dressing room. Everybody knows then that that's everybody's in that dressing room is back in Cavan and working hard for Cavan and you know doing their damnedest to make Cavan as good as they can possibly be. And I, I just like the, the the whole way he handled that question. It was it was it it, it made me go yes yes. Mm-hmm. Firstly, because I think continuity is a big big plus, but I think. They're doing a good job. I think there's enough green shoots to say that Cavan are making progress. As we said earlier on, though, they lose to Westmead and and all of a sudden we're questioning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we that's, that's it. But there's, a, there's a window there like for, for Cavan and um, you know, they've got to capitalise on that fairly quick. And That was my thing about the Talchon Cup. And again, next year, like hopefully if they can win on Saturday, they'll get a crack at Sam no matter what happens next year. But 
certainly the window is there and the window was narrowing to be fair because you do have a couple of players who are coming towards the end of their career mm. so uh, you, you'd hope that and Mickey Graham is aware of that and that's why he's saying that I think he knows yeah. that Like, yeah I think so I think so we'll look at uh, the very best of luck to the to the lads on Saturday afternoon. Throw-in is at 3pm. If you can't make it, you can listen to it on Northern Sound with myself and Michael Brennan, or you can alternatively, which wouldn't be nearly as good, watch it on RTE. It wouldn't be nearly as good as that. But, but you, could, you could watch it on RTE with, your, with the sound turned down. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a bit of a time delay, apparently. The radio is ahead of the TV, but the, somebody was telling me, but when you take out the app on Northern Sound it's slightly behind the TV so you just can't get it right um, unfortunately but look it could be a bit of crack anyway um, the best place to be is in Crow Park to watch the game so hopefully all the, the Cavan flights that I'm seeing transferring to people up in Crow Park and, and it'll be a sellout um, don't forget to check out the Die Hards podcast we were speaking with Aideen Coyle on the ladies podcast I caught up with Cavan manager uh, Jerry Moan and captain Laura Fitzpatrick after their victory over Westmead to secure senior status for another year and I also caught up with the Cavan Camogie manager Philip Brady after they lost out to Clare but still qualify for the All-Ireland Premier Junior semi-final where they'll take on Armagh on the 23rd of July so if you want to listen to all that and the rest of our preview for the Talchon Cup head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan so looking forward to it there will be a match day diary on the uh, on the Patreon service as well if you want to listen into that um, that should be a bit of excitement Paul you won't be able to get the fry from your mammy um, because we're not going north we're not going to Ulster have you have you a breakfast plan for Saturday morning yeah no I'm going to meet her at Lavi she's going to bring it okay. up <laughs> it's going to wrap it in tinfoil <laughs> Jesus now that, that, that can result in soggy potato bread I don't know if you're going to like that anyway that should, that should be my decision that should be your decision <laughs> we look forward to more of your decisions thanks folks enjoy the weekend